I'm Lisa Hyde, and welcome to the Confidence Crown Podcast. I believe one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is freedom. It all starts with your journey into self-belief and creating the confidence to live your life with abundance. Ladies, it's time to earn and own your crown and be the yes queen you are destined to be. Together, let's make it rain. I'm excited to introduce you to today's guest, Tracy Pendergast. She's a lifestyle blogger. You may have heard of Hey Tracy. She uses that platform to bring together her favorite things, family, food, and general life hacks, and the transformation of her SoCal home, which turned into her do-it-yourself or hire out podcast, Homeschooled. Tracy lives by the philosophy that your perfect living space is built over time. And she is going to teach us about homeschool. (laughs) And we're going to get homeschooled from Tracy and learn all about her blog and how to be a phenomenal homeowner. So Tracy, um, I know you have a multidisciplined business here and we'd love to know all about it. Yeah. So I actually have a lifestyle blog. It's called Hey Tracy. And um, I talk about everything in my own personal home, kind of the good, the bad, and the ugly things that I'm loving, kind of some hardships uh, along the way with our remodel. Mm. Um, And then I also host or I co-host a podcast called Homeschooled. And it is not about homeschooling kids. (laughs) It's Adulting 101. Love Um, it. So it's about empowering homeowners and renters and people looking to buy a home to make really smart decisions and not be afraid to do things themselves. Absolutely. So how did you get into the do-it-yourself world? Was this out of your own trials and tribulations as a homeowner or is this something you've always had passion for? So it's funny. I started Hey Tracy back before I had kids. And once I had kids, I honestly had like a huge creative block for like a couple of years and I could not figure out why I didn't feel like sharing and writing and, and doing like blogging anymore. It was right. really weird. And it took me a long time to figure it out that it was actually because I had stopped investing time in learning how to do <laughs> things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, once you've kind of exhausted your skill set there's really not much to talk about anymore with people. So I started really taking time to learn how to do things myself and really pour time and effort into educating myself again. And I just became really passionate about things, especially around my home. So I teamed up with Aaron Massey, who runs Mr. Fix-It DIY, which is like an amazing resource. And we just started sharing our knowledge with people, but we're also learning with people. So it's really fun. I love it. What's a current project or issue you guys are tackling? So last week, our guest taught us about, taught us about emergency preparedness, which I think is a really daunting subject for homeowners. Absolutely. It's, it feels so overwhelming to know how to prepare yourself. It's really not. It comes down to a couple basic categories that you just need to plan for. So we're teaching people how to prepare their emergency kit this week. And um, our episodes are really short. They get straight to the point. We we start out right out the gate with action steps. We list uh-huh. out what you need to do. And we leave people with like a really good understanding of how to tackle the projects. 
I love it. I love it. And actually a really important topic. Um, I think we're both in Southern California, so earthquake preparedness is always on our minds. But the rest of the country is dealing with hurricanes and flooding and there's always something. So that's excellent. I'm... I right. think I'm going to have to listen. I'm going to have to <laughs> learn something. Cool. And it, you know, it's really unfortunate, but even if you don't live in an envi- in a place where there are natural disasters frequently, yeah. there are also really horrible things going on right now, like mass shootings and other emergencies that would fall under the category of emergency preparedness. And it's just Absolutely. so important to have have a plan in place if something horrible happens. Right. Um, I feel like there was a an era where everyone had a basement where you could go. Yes. And I don't think, I mean, definitely not in California. That's not the way homes are built. Um, so it's, it, it, you do need to have an area in your home that's dedicated to this. You do need to have your supplies. Um, I know for a while I would keep things in my car, but even then you have to, re- you have to replace those items. You can't just yeah. keep them there for an eternity. So Good information. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and as a homeowner, do you like to actually get into the nitty gritty of remodels and fixer uppers or do you do you keep that to the professionals? Okay, so that's actually something Aaron and I both differ in because he's a total DIY hands-on guy. So <laughs> for me, I have two kids and ripping apart my house and slowly putting it back together piece by piece is not an option. <laughs> I have to like, I have to have a safe environment for my family to live in. So I do as much as I can, but I also am a huge believer in hiring professionals to come in and help you. But if you educate yourself on the DIY aspect, it helps you ask better questions when you're hiring professionals. Because if you don't know anything about the job, you can get taken advantage of. So absolutely. I, exactly. So I think regardless of whether you're hiring out or doing it yourself, it's still really good to educate yourself. Absolutely. I, I went through something similar here, um, having some work done. I, you know, you got to make sure, obviously, again, they have permits, they're licensed. Right. You know, a deal is not always a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you need to make sure that you have the right people to do the work. But if you don't know, you're right, you can definitely get taken advantage of on the financial side of it um, because you don't have a scope or an idea of how much that should cost. Right. Um, and if you're not getting bids um, from other workers like you. Yeah. I mean, for sure. I mean, I definitely bought into some things because he was already here doing the work and I was like, yeah, 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 sure. What's another week that turned into two weeks that turned into three weeks. And I was like, oh my goodness. Oh, and then you're kicking yourself. It's so frustrating. Yes, Yes. (laughs) for sure. And definitely got to be a whole other thing going on when you've got your kids there um, and you're trying to manage (laughs) their wellness and their activities. And you've got like, people <laughs> busting down walls or fixing mold. Actually, how do you fix crown molding? Sorry, that's going to be my question. And you guys will have to get back to me on that one. Yeah, that is <laughs> definitely a Mr. <laughs> Fix-It question. I'll ask Aaron. But um, yeah, I have my ideas. But, you know, with stuff like that, so, you know, that's something very specific. I would take the time to like... Google use- it. Take- yeah, YouTube. <laughs> really is. And just kind of find out some different options and then kind of assess, can I do this myself or do I need to hire someone? A lot of things like that repairs are super easy to do. It's just kind of knowing what you're doing. Right. And I love to do 
I love to do a lot of it. I actually, in the interior decorating part is actually my favorite, but um, with the little earthquakes we've had recently, the artwork I had on my walls in my office, oh, no. like literally slammed and they caught the molding as it went down. <laughs> so wow. these divots, I have no clue. I look at it, I'm like, okay, this is, this is going to remain this way for a while. I'm not quite sure how we're going to yes. Fix that I, one. I believe in you. I think that's a pretty easy <laughs> fix. <laughs> um, true, true, true. Just so funny. I'm like, oh, and it has to be in the middle of the wall. It couldn't be in a corner. <laughs> right, put a plant in front of it or something. Oh my gosh, no. Awful, awful, awful. Tracy, I heard from a little birdie that you also had a past to entertainment. Um, and it's possible we, we crossed paths when I was an agent and manager. Oh, that's very possible. Yeah, I did on-camera work pretty much from 17 until I was in my early 30s. I mean, I'm still in my early 30s, but yeah, I I was on, I did musical theater and on-camera for many years. How fun, how fun. Yeah. And do you still dabble or has that gone away? So I decided to take a couple years off. If anyone calls me directly for a job, I'm super happy to do it, but I don't do the audition grind anymore with two Yeah, it's tough. toddlers under five. When they go back to school, I will definitely jump back in, but I'm really enjoying this time, this pause, this, this like, I don't know. It's, you know, you hustle for so many years and motherhood has slowed me down. And at first it was super jarring and it took me a long time to figure out like kind of the new, the new Tracy, but I'm really enjoying it and I'm just taking it all in and there's, you can always go back. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And I love the name of your blog. And obviously, when you first explained it to me, I was thinking of Goop. uh, And I was (laughs) like, oh, this is really cool. Another perspective of, you know, what you experienced, um, again, becoming a mom, changing careers, and like you said, taking a pause. Right. Um, So wondering how... Where did you get the confidence or interest? What what motivated you to try these new things? I mean, obviously you do have a on-camera background, but with your blog and the uh, podcast, it's a different medium completely. Right. So I hear a lot of talk about self-care, um, mm-hmm. especially it's like a buzzword right now, especially with, you know, moms and women just kind of like finding time for self-care. Some people obsessed with it. <laughs> yeah, and some people are really into skincare. Some people go get their nails done or get a massage. For me, creativity is my self-care. And I cannot be a good mom if I don't allow myself a space to be creative. I can't be a good wife. It's just, I need it to feel whole. So when I made the decision to stay at home with my kids... I knew that I had to create a new job for myself where I could be creative, but, but still be the, have the involvement that I wanted. And for me, the blog and the podcast and um, making content at home was where I found that, that happy place for myself. And I'm so glad that I did. It's different, but I really, really enjoy it. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Um, <laughs> any advice to someone who's maybe just getting in the space? Where would you tell them to start either with the blog or with the podcast? It's always cool to hear other people's perspectives. Yeah. Um, so the podcast is is a totally new uh, space for me. As far as the blog, 
I would say that the best thing that you can do is really focus in on your community, your established community. And instead of trying to get as many followers as possible and constantly be reaching to grow, really interact with the followers that you have and hold them close and really involve them. And I think that's more important than having huge numbers is growing slowly and really like being a part of your community. Absolutely. Creating that culture is powerful and can be a game changer in expanding the brand that you're working on. So very awesome advice. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. You're spot on with that. <laughs> um, and speaking of self-education, I, I, cause that's obviously a passion of mine. Personal development has been this road for me the last eight years and self-education I think is just kind of coming into its own and only going to get more popular and more exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, what other things are you doing? Are you, are you dabbling in for your own, again, like personal wellness, but you, you like, trainings and listening to different courses. What's, what's getting your interest right now? Okay. So that's like so many things, but I really try, first of all, I deleted my Facebook. Wow. (laughs) A mom with no Facebook. Wait, (laughs) is that possible? Right. So I have a Facebook for basically I have to run my, my public page with a, you know, a little Facebook. So I use it for any of my groups, but I just try not to educate myself from the feed, from from oh for sure, oh, gosh, media yes. feed, <laughs> and I try to actually touch like books and magazines and like choose my material instead of like letting my my feeds dictate like what I'm learning. So oh for sure, that's like kind of the number one thing. I just took a Jenna Kutcher course, which I awesome. really really loved. Which one? I, I did the I did the podcasting and I did the Pinterest. Excellent. Um, I really loved those. I love, gosh, I love so many. I have like tons of podcasts that I listen to. Podcasting is such great education. I love Oprah. Obviously. Of course, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah, just kind of like whatever I'm feeling. I just kind of go out and pick up books and and I I just love magazines for for uh, inspiration in terms of my blog. I just think visually it's fun to look at things and kind of like notice patterns and what gets you excited. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. And I'd say just like, I'm sure you know this, but only follow people on social media that inspire you and don't make you feel like you're doing things wrong. I think that's like a big thing for motivation and continuing to create great things is just filling your feed and your life with like empowering, fun information. <laughs> and you have a book, right? Uh, I was like, I would that. hope so. I, I got, that's <laughs> kind of like my life. I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I don't think I, I don't, I would check out if it was anything but that. Right. Um, <laughs> um, yes, I have a book. Um, I just, well, the ebook came out a while ago, but the paperback just came out. So it is so actually exciting. very exciting. Thank you. It was one of those things. It was actually a challenge from a coach who suggested that I add an author to my title. And I was like, really? Podcast, coach, (laughs) skincare, not enough. Got to add one more. And um, it was actually an incredible learning experience. Um, Talk about jumping in, (laughs) getting all wet and not quite sure 
how to do all these things. It was, it was, it was quite a learning lesson, but I'm thrilled and it is very motivational. The subject matter is definitely about self-care and self-love and really motivating women to get out of their own way so that they can succeed and really develop that confidence muscle. So yeah. So you mentioned coaching. I'd actually love to know from you, like what you, how your experience was with hiring a coach, because that's something I've definitely considered many times. Has it been positive for you? Uh, Yeah. As a matter of fact, um, I think I was resistant to it in the beginning. So when I changed careers about eight years ago, um, I was always offered, like I would earn incentives with coaches and I was like, I didn't, it didn't make sense to me, um, eight years ago, but as I grew that business and I realized I was coaching people that it is definitely worthwhile to have your own mentor who is helping you develop any skills of yours that might be weak, right? You want, we always focus you want to focus first on your strengths. Obviously it's easier to focus on those, but you need to work on the muscles and the areas that aren't as strong. And for me, this whole new career eight years ago, um, I realized very, very early on that if I was going to have it work, I was going to have to get over my fear of public speaking. Mm -hmm. Um, so I (laughs) self-taught myself that one. Um, But it was, you know, again, over the years, um, more incentives, more trainers were being introduced to me and it started to click. And then when I decided to kind of branch out into this new world, which was the expansion of that. So the podcast last year, writing a book and, um, actually producing my own online course, I was like, okay, I might pay for these things. Like I might pay for a Jenna Kutcher course, but I haven't been taught the ABCs of how to do that. So I want to make sure that I know it. So I'm teaching it properly. Right. And I actually, I feel like I went through five in the last year, like for different reasons. Like again, sometimes they have, they're bringing a special voice or they're pulling something out of me that I need to work on. But yes, coaches have coaches. And I actually just came back from a week-long mastermind with my coach, Brendan Bouchard, and Dean Graziosi, and their business partner, Ethan Willis. So my mind is blown right now. (laughs) I'm just like, I am just whoosh. So much information, so much to download. Um, My brain is on fire, but I love it because, again, I'm really, really big on this self-education. And for me to be able to be a better coach to people, I want to be at the top of my game. And um, this last course I took with Dean and Tony Robbins was mind-blowing. It was just Actually, Jenna did it as well. So I'm like, it was really cool. Um, Just connecting that because I I had like seen a lot of people post it. That's so cool. It was awesome. Awesome. And actually, fingers crossed. Gosh, I shouldn't, uh, I'm going to say this out loud. But yes, I actually um, submitted to become a speaker for them because I really think the program is that wonderful. That's so cool. I think it's so important to be around people that inspire you. It's, It's just so energizing. And I need it. I mean, I need to be, I need to be in the room where everyone else is above me so that I continue to push myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it really motivates me. And it was something that I don't know if I realized that early on, again, in my, in the entertainment career, I, as an talented, you start at the bottom of the barrel. Uh, you're in the mailroom, you're a peon, nobody gives you 
any help. <laughs> it is just like figure it out world. Right. Um, it's a Marie Forleo. <laughs> it's all figure outable. But it was that kind of boot camp mentality that I learned in my first career that I think has always stayed with me that you have to just learn. You have to figure it out. Like now everyone has Google and YouTube. I didn't have those things 30 years ago. Right. Um, it was really trial and error and uh, probably a lot of errors, a lot of failures for sure. And I think that was actually the biggest transition for me from going from an actress to creating my own content is that I used to show up to set every day and I would present other people's products and I felt no vulnerability. Cause I'm like, I was given a script. I did my job. I felt great about it. And I'd go home. Right. You're like clocking and, in and clocking out. There's exactly. no emotional connection. Yeah, for sure. And then once I started presenting my own content, I felt so insecure and vulnerable, everything that I'd post. And I think it's just, you think that all of these things within entertainment are the same, but they're all so different and they make you feel self-conscious in so many different ways. And it's, that's amazing that you, you know, pushed yourself past that. Oh, Tracy, my life prior, can I was behind the camera. Yeah. <laughs> this is a whole new world. You could not have told me this in my twenties or thirties <laughs> that I would be doing this. There's right. no way at all. I'd laugh at you if you told me I was going to be on camera, that I have a podcast, that I'd be doing speaking in public. I mean, like, are you kidding? What? No, 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 no. I'm really it. good behind the camera. I'm going to tell you how to do it right. I'm going to motivate you to be great. I'm going to have you hit your mark, but I'm going to stay right here on the sidelines and watch. Right, right. <laughs> so talk about getting uncomfortable. I, I've spent the last eight years being uncomfortable daily so that I could learn new things. I love that. And, you know, just to bring it back around to the to the podcast, that's really, yeah. that's really the whole why for us is just teaching people that even though we live in a world where everything is instant and you can hire help and have someone at your door in 30 minutes, just have the guts to try things in your home and in your life and just see if you can do it because anyone can do a lot of these things. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's funny. I think back to my twenties and um, I had a couple of friends, they were twin brothers. And um, one of them was really, really into the do I remember him laying the tile floor. I remember him. We used to, oh my gosh, this really dates me. We <laughs> used to take old um, window panes and we'd make mm -hmm. mirrors out of them. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would refinish um, furniture. Mm -hmm. We'd find like stuff at swap meets or garage sales. And then he had a garage. So we would refinish stuff because we all lived in apartments then. But it was, it was so much fun you need to have some of the space to do those things. It's definitely hard if you're in an apartment and you don't have a garage or a spare room because, okay. well, products, you know, there's, there's odors from right. like paint and <laughs> turpentine and all those things. You need to have a safe place to do that stuff, but it's really, really fun. And, um, yeah, gosh, I, we did a lot of that a lot. Cause he really loved on the weekends for him. It was his, his way of decompressing. So we were always making things. So yeah, it's, it's fun. I maybe that carried over to today, but I also, I do love the fact that I can have someone else do it too. So I I'm, I'm on the fence. I love, oh, yeah, I love it. All about balance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I redid this, my office 
last year when I rebranded, I decided I wanted to make this office feel and look more like my brand. And it required new paint and furniture and the whole thing. And it's so funny because this time around, I really did it all myself, except I actually hired the painter, but everything else I did, I found the paint. I I found all of the products in here and I did it online, which I will tell you, the most difficult shopping I have ever done is to buy furniture online that you cannot see until it arrives. Oh yeah, for sure. Holy moly. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll admit the rest of my house came from Restoration Hardware. I sat in a showroom and I was like, dupe, dupe, dupe. I'll take that, 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 and that. Oh, this is really comfortable. But it came to this space and I was like, no, I'm going to figure this out. I want it to look different than the rest of the house. But yeah, that's why Ikea is such a big thing because you walk through and you can see rooms put together for you. Yes. Pictures of the little codes and like your whole like house can be decorated when you leave. Yes. I think that this one, so, and and that will, I will again say twenties and thirties. That was totally the thing. You would go to Ikea, you'd spend hours putting things together, wanting to shoot you and your roommate because Mm -hmm. it was so (laughs) frustrating. And now you have TaskRabbit to actually put the furniture together, which (laughs) exactly, thank goodness. But that was it. I think it was like, it was like, I graduated to being able to go into a showroom and pick out, I actually went for paint. That was, I went for paint Mm -hmm. and I came back with my whole house decorated. Right. So it was like, oh. Restoration huh. is awesome. I, really <laughs> I love like, them. I, I think I could get really used to this. Yeah. Um, but this this room, ho, ho, ho. I wanted to be glam and very feminine and very, very girly. And so I think actually Pinterest played a part in it. I would look up Lux offices and Lux rooms and I would source product. I'm still actually miss do it yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm still looking for, I call it a Wonder Woman desk. I want a full plexi desk, but big. And there's I can't find a good size. Like it's gotta be like a six oh, footer, like an okay. executive size desk, but I want it clear. Oh, that would like be a, sick. I want to look like Wonder Woman. That would be <laughs> sick. Okay, I'll be on the lookout for that. Because I, you, I think you need that one has to be made. There is nothing online or in a store that is that size. And I'm sure it's because it gets heavy. Right. Yeah. Um, I've seen the really long, big, like the, um, the couch back ones or the, you know, the ones. The console. Yeah. Yeah. But no. Okay. I'll be on the lookout for that. (sighs) That would be so bad that that was the whole goal of this office was to have that. I have a glass one that's very minimal, but mm -mm, I want that impact. I want that big old Wonder Woman desk. I don't even know. I think of the plane. So everyone's like, what are you talking about? She didn't have a desk, but it was clear. I want a clear, (laughs) completely clear desk. Oh, I love that. (laughs) But yeah, that's so much fun. Um, Do you, like, what is, what do you like to do at home? Like for the do it yourself stuff? Like, is there a specific, do you have a specialty that you're really good at? Or is there something that actually like clicked with you and like, oh, I could really talk about this. This is this. I mean, how did you, how did you meet your podcast partner? What did you guys, how did that happen? I actually met him doing a build competition for, um, there you go. Yeah. It's so strange. We entered like the lucky Buddha beer contest forever ago where you had to like build something cool with a Buddha beer bottle and we won. (laughs) (laughs) So bizarre. Okay. Yeah. So that's how we met. I think in my house, I just love to 
I think I love doing the cabinetry is kind of my favorite thing and I do not do it myself, but I love to look at spaces and kind of imagine it all built out and Mm -hmm. sketch that out and then have someone come in and do it. (laughs) Totally. I just think cabinetry is so cool and there's so many options. And um, when we did our, our latest remodel and knocked out a wall with the kitchen, it was really, we had to be super creative trying to make everything fit with one right. less wall. Right. And I think watching craftsmen come in and do their thing on cabinetry is the coolest thing ever. And um, they can really create anything you can imagine. Absolutely. So I think that's something yeah. fun to play with. And also there are a lot of options with, with prefab cabinetry where you can create your own like modules and then build, build it in. Like there's just, there's so much that you can do with cabinetry. So I think that's my favorite thing in the whole. And that's, that's what I think about with Ikea now. I think of like their cabinetry and how their kitchens are pretty cool um, because it is prefab. Yeah. um, This is just a personal question. So (laughs) um, if your kitchen was already built for you Mm -hmm. um, and the cabinet doors are wonky, meaning mm-hmm. they're wood. Sometimes they're at a, like a slant and it's not, it's not the hinges. It's actually like the wood is separated mm-hmm. or the paint is peeling because too much water has gotten on it. Oh yeah. How do you find new doors that are the same that work in the, how do you have to do your whole cabin over? No, or? you can totally reface. I mean, our kitchen is not even a year old and mm-hmm. the paint is peeling in some spots where there was water. When you deal with painted cabinets, yeah, that's super in right now. It's just something you're going to have to deal with, and and there's upkeep involved. I don't think oh. there's any way you can get around that. <laughs> but um, you can have a cabinet maker come out and just make you new faces for all of your cabinets, or oh. you can go and you can try to find pre-made doors and see if you can you know get a good fit depending on what you have and what right. You, was from, but you can totally just reface. Yeah. I was going to say, cause you say that and then it's like, oh, I yeah. want to gut and redo the whole thing. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> like a domino effect. <laughs> totally. Like it's like, it wait a second. So quickly. No, no, yeah. no. Cause I would totally do it different. And my, for some reason, the person who built my place didn't cook or clean. Um, it is the narrowest. There's no depth to any of my cabinets. Mm-hmm. Like I can barely get a normal size plate in there. So um, if I were to do it again, if I were to build the kitchen out, I mean, it looked great when I moved out. I was like, oh, well, I don't have to do the kitchen. This is fantastic. And then I tried to like put things away. I was like, what the hell? Uh-huh. <laughs> we have that same issue. I think a lot of times people are going for the aesthetic and they do yeah. not think about functionality and it's a problem. It is. It yeah. is. So yeah, I could talk kitchens all day. I will say one thing about um, build out. So Sorry, guys. I hope you like design. <laughs> We're going a little off topic, but I will say that it actually got me really excited. Um, like I said, I had a con- I had a contractor here who was doing like minor tweaks when I bought my place um, and they painted the place and they were just like, you know, little things here and there. They had to like, build a- an area for me to have a utility closet because, again, there was no space for a mop mm-hmm. or a broom. But I was having trouble filling, finding the right furniture 
in my living room. Um, I had acquired quite a lot from my mom and my grandmother. Um, and I, I have duplicates of China sets and crystal and stuff that I'll probably never use, but obviously can't give away. And so we had this huge wall that was actually going to be used for art. And then <laughs> they couldn't get it into the building. Oh <laughs> the whole other story. <laughs> so I had this empty wall. And he and by the end of, we think, the cycle of what he's doing here, he's like, hey, where's the furniture? What's happening on this wall? And I said, I, I don't know. I cannot find the right kind of cabinets. Because one, they're not pretty when you buy an armoire, whatever you, I mean, to house China and things like that, you need a lot of space and depth and you need it to be able to hold weight. Right. Um, so he actually showed me a picture of something he had done in a home near me, um, some beautiful build out. He did my whole wall. So the bottom of it is door cabinets, mm -hmm. but the middle to the ceiling, it looks like a complete built-in. The whole wall looks like a built-in. It's different shaped shelves. So nothing is, it looks like art itself. It's really cool. So the lines, um, we made like a pattern in the wall with all the different squares. I love that. And then we added like some light boxes. So to highlight some photographs. Yeah, it was really cool. And when we were done, I was like, why didn't you show this to me the day I started with you? Because <laughs> that was that additional three weeks. <laughs> right. I think it's one of the simplest ways to upgrade your house is to add mm -hmm add functional storage. Yeah. Cause it houses all the audio video equipment for the living. I mean, it's, it's everything, but man, oh man, um, it would have been so much smarter to have started with it, but I love the look of it. I think it's really fun. And I am surprised more people don't do it because again, I think furniture can be kind of boring and those kind of built-in situations. Oh, they're Definitely. so nice. You're going to have to post a picture of that now. I would be happy to. <laughs> um, Tracy, I, I want to ask you a couple of questions. Um, one, is there anything special that you'd like to share with our audience? Are you, are there any special promotions? I think you said you're redoing your webpage. Yeah. The new website has launched. So it's heytracy.com. Um, the I would love for everybody to, they're already listening to you. So click on over to our um, podcast. It's called Homeschooled and um, give it a subscribe, give it a listen. You don't have to listen to all the episodes in order. Just bounce around and get advice as you need it. Um, Very cool. Those would be the two things I'd say. And I know you said no to Facebook, but is there any other way they can find you? Yeah. My public Facebook still exists, just not my personal one. So um, it's Hey Tracy Pendergast on Instagram and Tracy Pendergast on Facebook. Fantastic. Last yeah. but not least, our last question for the day. And you might play this better than anyone else. Let's see. Because <laughs> in my former world, we used to play a game. Who would play you in the story of your life? Since you have that background, my dear, which actor or actress would play you in the story of your life? Um, I would say Sandra Bullock just because everyone always tells me that I look like Sandra Bullock. So we'll absolutely, just go on a absolutely, pure, you look, a pure for sure. Your sisters, look. no doubt. Yeah, we'll go with that. Mm. <laughs> absolutely love it. That is perfect. Thank you so much, Tracy. I hope you all found value in what Tracy had to share today, knowing that you can be anywhere in your career in motherhood, in life, and find your new place to be. And I love it because you are obviously flourishing in this world. Thank you. Thank you. It was a wonderful talking to you today. You too. Thank you so much.
Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode with Tracy as much as I did. So show the love and tell your friends by clicking the subscribe button and leaving a review so that I know that you know that I know you're listening to The Confidence Crown.